So I walk in, right, and it's quiet. And there are some people already in the room, a few of them scattered in the corner, a few of them at the very front, and I'm unsure of where I'm supposed to go. You know, I'm not sure if there's like a beginner section or it's like first come, first serve. So immediately I'm surveying my surroundings and I'm trying to figure out just how the fuck this whole thing works. The people that are already sprawled out on their mats, they all seem to know what they're doing. I'm trying to make some kind of eye contact with somebody to give me some guidance, but damn near everybody's got their eyes closed. And you know me, I'm a bit of a bull in the china shop. I'm making all types of noise. I'm just pacing back and forth, and the wood floor beneath me is creaking like a haunted house, and I'm for sure disturbing the peace at this point. So I decide, you know what, I'm going to sit at the back. I'm going to sit at the back so I can observe. And at this point... Someone sets up their mat next to me, and I'm like, finally, I've got an ally in here. So I go to make some conversation, and she kind of brushes me off, presses her finger to her lips, and says, shh, and then proceeds to lay on her back, close her eyes, and go into some type of labored breathing. We're off to a great start, I'm thinking. And I realize that I do not know what the etiquette is here. So finally, the instructor walks into the room, sets an intention and like robots each person in the room perked up and got ready and then i realized i don't know the language here the instructor commands let's go into warrior one and i'm like warrior who it's this weird game of simon says in the room and i don't know what the hell simon wants from me so i'm just looking around trying my best to copy what everybody else is doing and much of the class goes this way and you know what toward the end I was starting to feel myself like you know I think I've got this I was uh, in this zen state just completely crushing corpse pose and I was just feeling the moment and really appreciating the practice until I realized that I had fully fallen asleep now I don't know how long this went on for but I was most definitely snoring and when I snore it's not like a little cute whistle sounding snore i sound like an 800 pound fully grown adult grizzly bear like you're putting your ear next to a construction site so needless to say my first ever experience doing yoga was not a great one but it taught me a very valuable lesson those feelings of being lost being inadequate not good enough to do the class i realized that's what new people feel when they come to the gym for the first time. A feeling of defeat, feeling of being overwhelmed, unprepared, a sense of lack of confidence, and you cannot walk into something foreign to you with those emotions and expect most people to stay. Nobody likes to feel like they have failed, and it's much easier to avoid a situation than it is to take it head on, especially when you are trying something that you are not particularly good at, yet. So in this episode, we go through why we have our onboarding process and the difference it has made in our gym in terms of client acquisition, retention, longevity, and ultimately professionalism in an industry that could use a whole lot more. Welcome to Workhorse Radio, a station for the nation where conversation can hopefully give birth to motivation, education, and insight. Rocket fuel to expedite results in your journey, and maybe the kick in the pants that you need to take ownership of your life. This will be a sounding board for all things that surround what we call our growth triangle, 
the foundation of which our brand is built on. This includes the evolution of the coach, evolution of the client, and evolution of the culture. I offer experience, told through stories, messages of wisdom adopted after falls from grace, perspective, because having another set of eyes sometimes allows you to see some things you wouldn't otherwise see. Put on your seatbelt, the light's about to turn green. This is episode 15. I recall that experience that I had my first time in a yoga studio, and it makes me think of of how people must feel the first time they walk into my gym. And for me, I've been living the majority of my life in this space for the past 15 years. So to me, the noise, the music, the ambiance of it all, it feels like home. But now I can understand how someone who is stepping foot into our gym for the first time might feel intimidated, out of place, uneasy, just the sheer look of the space can seem pretty intense. You know, the steel rig, the slamming of barbells, the hanging ropes, the fact that the entire facility is one open space with absolutely nowhere to hide can be scary. The people themselves, when you walk into the middle of a class, can seem very scary. We've got strong people here, people that aren't afraid to work hard, lift heavy, and put their souls on the line on an air bike. And sometimes that imagery can be threatening in itself. Mind you, the people that we do have here are super sweet, but it's hard to see that without having a conversation with them. And let's say the first time you see them is when they're 20 minutes deep into a workout. You know, back in the day, if someone tried to join our gym or they approached to sign up for a membership, there was a very low barrier to entry. And when I say low, I mean we didn't have one. You could just walk in off the street, ask to sign up, we'd make you sign a waiver, and then wham, bam, thank you, man, we'd throw you into a class. Now, here's a problem. Some people think that because they've been going to the gym for a while, that they would be okay to jump into a class. And sometimes that's true. Majority of the time, from what we've seen, it's not. Sometimes people will come into the class and realize that they've been squatting improperly this entire time that they've been lifting. Some people realize that the term weightlifting is actually different than bodybuilding and bodybuilding is different than resistance training. And there's a few things that end up happening. Someone either A, comes into the class setting and realizes that they don't know as much as they thought they knew, or at least they thought they did, and they instantly become overwhelmed and they make the final call that this isn't for them. The other thing that happens is B, They do what I did. They play Simon Says. They take a look around the room. They find someone who looks like they know what they're doing, and they copy them. And the problem is half the time, sometimes the person that they're copying was actually copying someone else in the room. So this whole thing turns into this really shitty game of exercise telephone, and nobody actually knows what they're doing, why they're doing it, what the purpose is, where they should feel it, and ultimately, it's a clusterfuck of a class. The worst thing that can happen is having someone new walk into the middle of a class and seeing piss poor movement from everybody. And this is pretty common in large group boot camp style classes where the client to coach ratio is so unbalanced it's actually impossible to coach. Now for the people who do know what they're doing, their experience is offsetting because now the coach on the floor has to tend to that one person that has no clue what's going on. It slows down the flow of the class, it reverts the attention and the experience as a whole just got diluted. And what we would see is retention rates plummet because it only takes so many times 
of feeling inadequate before you don't want to come back. And if there's no process to catch you up to speed, where now you feel like you have an understanding of what's going on, it's just a matter of time before you stop coming altogether, you cancel your membership, or even worse, you continue to keep coming, but you're faking it till you make it. And you end up hurting yourself, burning yourself out, sidelining yourself for weeks because you were never educated on the system, the movements, the purpose of the workouts. You know, the majority of people stop with their fitness journey because at some point, maybe they failed. Everyone's always looking for the answer or the magic bullet, but the truth is you've got to stick to something long enough to see it work. And in order for someone to stick to something, there needs to be some light at the end of the tunnel. There needs to be opportunity for small wins to be had along the way, or else the whole process and journey just seems daunting and hopeless. I mean, let's just think about this. As a business whose goal is to increase the fitness of its patrons, it seems that it would make perfectly good sense to have some kind of screening process, an introductory process, or at least standard prerequisites for new members before throwing them into something that they may not be ready for. And it's sad that there is even a question for this because of the way our industry has been grown. We have a list of clients who have come from boot camp style classes who have hurt themselves because they did something their bodies were not ready for. People who have gone to gyms where they've been given modifications to sidestep a problem instead of actually fixing the problem. And it's just like anything else. There are levels to this game. And quite frankly, it's not a game. You are dealing with someone's body. Their physical well-being is in your hands. How do you even ask someone to move a certain way if you don't test them first? I don't know how many times we've had a new member come into the gym and claim that they couldn't squat because it hurts their knees. As a coach, you should know that the member is going to have knee pain when he or she squats before they end up squatting and having knee pain because you've tested that. You've looked at the range of motion, you've been through the technical aspects of movement patterning, and you've checked off all the boxes before that client ever puts a barbell on their back. That is what I call being professional. That's the difference between a coach who has a career and a part-time trainer making minimum wage who is just working to pay off some student debt and get wasted on the weekends. There are levels to this game. And much like there are levels to this game, there is awareness for scope of practice. If there is something that we cannot fix or we are not educated on, we must refer to the people that are. So it's very to get easy to get lost in this mix. You know, especially as someone who has never really delved into the fitness world and is learning everything as they go. Hence, why we gave birth to what we call our onboarding process. Anyone who is new to our gym will sit down with a coach, go through a consultation, and you'll go through your past experiences, your current limitations or injuries. We run a full movement screen on you. We want to test all major joint range of motion and see if we can start to pinpoint where you might have a problem area in the class itself. For example, a simple stand and reach test will give someone the green light to even attempt something like deadlifts. If a member goes through the assessment and they can barely get their fingertips past their knees, it would be irresponsible for a coach to have them deadlift anything off the floor. You're asking for back pain. But if you don't test, you're always just guessing. Now after the movement screen, a new member will spend anywhere from six to 12 sessions with their very own coach. These are one-on-one sessions aside from the group. These sessions are treated like personal training and during these sessions, the new member will learn each of the major movements that's expected of them in the group classes. 
you know, this is how physical education should be done in high school before kids are able to jump in the big box gym and start lifting anything. We will teach you the ins and outs of each movement, how to set it up and execute it based on your individual makeup. This way, when you do get into a group class, you aren't seeing these movements for the first time. And more than likely, you, you may have not perfected it, but you understand what muscle groups you are working. You understand what it looks and feels like when you're doing it properly, and most certainly when you're doing it wrong. And it gives the new client some autonomy in their fitness. It allows you to be more independent instead of having to rely on someone to give you the do's and the don'ts all the time. We spend 10 sessions going through everything from squatting, deadlifting, um, all the functional movement patterns, learning how to land from a jump, how to breathe and brace under a heavy load, the technical points of something like a clean and jerk, what it means to truly use your core, to even simple nuances like how to set up a machine such as a bike to optimize your performance according to your body type. We'll go through different workout stimuli, workouts that are meant to focus on strength and how those differ from workouts focused on building muscle, aerobic workouts versus high intensity workouts and how all of the elements play off of one another to make a really, really robust program. These are all things that are taken for granted that no one is ever educated on, but it's important for each person under our roof to understand. Now, the last two sessions of our onboarding process are what we call shadow sessions. You and your coach will go into a group class together. Your coach will be right by your side throughout the entire thing. That way, if you do have questions or you need guidance, your coach is still right there to help you. And at the same time, you can start to get a feel for what the group atmosphere is like. You get to meet the other coaches, you get to meet the people of the community, and this is how we bridge the gap between your PT sessions with your coach and your full group experience. Once you finish your shadow sessions, congratulations, you have graduated. We call this releasing you back into the wild. You can now opt into group sessions or continue with personal training or do a hybrid of both. We have many members who continue to work with their personal coach once or twice a week on their individual goals and then also attend group sessions for the fun, the camaraderie, the atmosphere, the other four to five times a week. But either way, you will feel much more prepared after this process than if you were to just jump into the mix off the hop. Post onboarding, you will have gone through a full movement screen. You would have identified limitations, come up with modifications for current or past injuries. You've received education and experience with all movements required of you in the group classes, a full demo of each of them in action, time for your coach to critique you with each one, a breakdown of the weekly program, the intent, the purpose, the rhyme and reason as to why we are doing what we are doing. And on top of that, a safe experience in the setting that you will be exposed to. The, the grand goal for us is to give you, as someone who is new to our gym, the confidence and the competence before entering our program. We want to eliminate the feelings of intimidation as much as possible. We want you to feel prepared to take on a class. We want you to feel like you belong despite where your current level may be. Now, since we've implemented this strategy, our retention has gone way up. The longevity of our clients has surpassed any system or model we have ever tried because now we are A, attracting the right people, people who aren't afraid to invest in their health and do it the right way, and B, people now understand the purpose behind why they are doing what they are doing. There is something powerful when you are trying to decide whether or not a fitness modality is right for you and, and knowing the difference between simply exercising and training with a purpose. People tend 
to stick around a lot longer when there is purpose because usually when you have purpose you are guaranteed to get progress and i mean that's the name of the game right like you got to set people up for success we are not the type of gym that does well off of collecting credit card numbers and praying that no one comes in big box gyms they love those clients because then you aren't using their equipment you're not running their water bill using up their towels whatever in our realm our machine continues to run because we churn out results this is all fueled by testimonials of real people who have experienced real change and that's what keeps our brand moving forward you know you need a system that allows people to get something that they can't quite get anywhere else and our onboarding process is just a small piece of that pie that's how you get your foot in the door with what we do I mean, we don't just want clients we want clients for life and in order for us to do that we need to have a system that is designed to set you up for success and avoid the many pitfalls that come with starting up at a new gym in the first place now my only regret is not implementing this sooner all of those years where we let people come into our gym and join on a whim just to get more clients was 100 percent completely irresponsible if i could go back and save all of those people i would these days i will not lie to a newcomer if they don't jive with what we do in our process i will give them a dozen other contacts for gyms that are within a 15 kilometer radius of us it's not about looking for more clients for us anymore it's about looking for the right ones the ones that will fit our model and believe in it these are the people that we can have success with and the ones that we will make the most difference with so i look back at that yoga experience i never went back to that studio sometimes first impressions leave a long-lasting effect and after that time, I didn't think I'd ever do yoga again. But I definitely, um, you know, I, I left there feeling a little bit lost. But luckily, since then, I've tried many other yoga studios and I found something I absolutely love. And my experience compared to that very first time was way better. And not because I got any better at yoga, but the process was better. The teachers were better. The whole package was better. And because of that, I'll go back. So the moral of today's podcast is that if you've been sitting on the fence, maybe you have been creeping our Instagram for years, always curious and interested in what we do, and you still to this day have not found something that you truly enjoy and are passionate about, come give us a try. We have a system that will not let you down and will not let you fail. We will not let you slip through the cracks. All you have to do is commit and show up. And you have to want it badly enough for you. You have to be in a headspace where you can be the priority so you can fully benefit from what it is that we offer. You have to be willing to enjoy the process, to maybe forget what you learned in high school phys ed, maybe forget what you learned in fitness magazines from Instagram influencers, from poor coaches in your past, and be willing to be re-educated. Because I don't believe that fitness is a selfish endeavor. I believe it's a necessary one, and you should never feel guilt for wanting to take care of yourself. You should never feel shame for wanting to invest in yourself. And if you can get over those, a fitness facility should be looking to set you up for success if you are willing to be vulnerable in its space. Our onboarding process allows a new member to slowly integrate themselves into our system and it minimizes all the preconceived notions of what it must be like to train at a place like ours. It is the bridge that gets you from watching on the sidelines to being one of the people we post about on our social media. And at the end of the day, you get one, one body, that for the most part, you have great control over its fate. None of us can escape death or sickness, but we sure as hell can accelerate it 
or prolong it. And if you want the latter and you need the catalyst to set this whole thing in motion, come see us because we don't do anything else but live, breathe, and bleed fitness. And I want you to know that if you've been sitting there on the fence, that you can do this and it will be the best damn choice you have made in a very long time. So go on, tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your friends' moms and your mom's friends. Until next time, may your squats go deep and your passion for life go deeper. I will see you guys on the next one.